Okay, Liz, here's some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, multiple systems, delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs, you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems, and you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. Okay, we have been on my patio for 10 seconds, and I already have a bug bite. And I think we need a higher percentage of DEET or bug spray. I need all the DEET. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Liz Craft, a TV writer and producer who's usually living in LA, but right now is living in Puerto Rico. And with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Sarah. That's me, Sarah Fain. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the gift of other people's productivity. Right now, it's the greatest gift we can get. <laughs> then in our new segment, A Day in the Life, we talk about a day in our life in Puerto Rico. And in The Craft and Fane, we discuss how an idea is often wrong until it's right. Finally, this week's Hollywood hack is essential to life in Puerto Rico. But first, we want to share an update. In episode 205, our Hollywood hack was the collaboration feature of Final Draft 11. And while we still love it, we need to mention that it is super glitchy. Yes, it is very, very glitchy. Whatever is going on with it, it, it really should be addressed. <laughs> we find it, it's like, we'll be collaborating and things will be going smoothly and then suddenly one of us will not be there anymore and we'll have to either refresh or and maybe there's also an internet issue i will say is when we're kind of getting kicked off and and back on but we're constantly having to reconnect so that we can collaborate one of us is always like I will allow you to collaborate again. I will allow you to collaborate again. And then another thing to be aware of is that we can't quite tell when, but it often like opens <laughs> a new version of the same document. So you and I could potentially be not realize that has happened and be typing on different documents. So we're also always checking to make sure that we're on the same document. So it is wonderful, but I feel like it's going to evolve, hopefully over time, to be even more wonderful. So just know that when you get into it, that you got to be aware of the glitches. Yes. Okay, Sarah, it is time for From the Treadmill Desk of, where we talk about what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week, it's the gift of other people's productivity. Yes. Now, we have talked before about the schedule on this show, which is 
I mean, I'm going to say extremely tight, but that's just like the understatement of the universe. It's a brutal schedule. Yeah. So when other people have productivity on their own that makes our lives easier, it really does feel like a gift. It's like I saw a video of... I think it was Lizzo who she got her mom a car and like her mom came out and there was a car in her driveway and she was so happy. That's what it feels like. It feels like a really nice car with a bow on it. Yes. When we go away and come back and something's done, it's like, oh, my God. Like some of the writers just like went off on their own to talk about episodes nine and ten. And they came back with this incredible pitch. And we were just like, oh, my God, that's the most amazing thing. And then the other day, we went away to set and came back, and some different writers had a pitch for 106 that was amazing. And we were just like, oh, my God, like (laughs) dancing practically. Now, of course, this is the entire job that they're (laughs) they're here to do. It's the job that, like, we've all signed up for. But I think especially in – like an environment where there's just so much to do and so little time to do it in. When you get those gifts, it's even more exciting than usual. Well, Sarah, and I will say I felt this way when I woke up to discover that you had finished the intro we had to write for our show and tell. And we'll explain what the show and tell is later in another segment. But you and I had to write this intro and we had written part of it, but then gone to sleep And then I woke up and you were like, oh, I finished the intro. And I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Because, you know, now I don't have to do it. (laughs) Well, I have to say that was just stress. I woke up at five in the morning and was like, well, I need something to do since I'm awake. (laughs) Well, there is just something like when other people, it's a gift you can give to someone else. And it's a wonderful gift to accept. When other people go off and do things, it's just great. I mean, I feel that way even at home, like when Adam, you know, does something like, oh, even something small, like goes off and gets our cars re-registered or whatever. It's like a gift of productivity. Yeah. You were talking about this earlier today. He sent you a picture of a chair and was like, I'm going to get these chairs for the dining room. (laughs) Yes. It's domestic productivity happening without me. Oh, God. Amazing. You know what? It's actually, I was thinking about this too. It's um, very much what Victoria Massengale, my friend and real estate agent, is doing that for me right now. Like she is being insanely productive in getting my house all ready and on the market. And I have to tell you, I am doing nothing. (laughs) Every now and then she'll send me a text or something um, with like a picture and an update. And that's, it's just perfect. She's being really productive and that is a gift. Yeah. The thing is when you're being really productive as we are right now, we count even more on other people being productive. Yeah. When we're being less productive, it's less important because we can do more, but Right now, we just need all the help we can get. Yes. So if you're feeling like someone in your life, Mother's Day is coming up, I'll just say. If you're feeling like someone in your your life could use the gift of productivity, Mother's Day would be a great time for that. Sure would. Okay, coming up, we talk about a day in the life here in Puerto Rico. But first, this break. I 
I don't know about you, but we're always looking for ways to get our kids involved and give back in our local community. That's why we're excited to tell you about Student Visionaries of the Year, a campaign by the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, which is the largest nonprofit organization dedicated to creating a world without blood cancers. Student Visionaries of the Year is a seven-week philanthropic leadership development program for high school students. Participants form strong teams and fundraise in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. I would love for Violet to do this program when she's in high school. This program is transformative. It not only helps students develop valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship, not to mention it looks great on college applications, but most importantly, it's also a chance for them to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on blood cancer patients and their families. You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org slash students. That's lls.org slash students. Okay, Liz, it's time for our A Day in the Life segment. This is our new segment where we just share what a day in the life of a showrunner doing a show in Puerto Rico on a lean budget and and a very tight schedule looks like. (laughs) Yes, because people are always emailing and asking, what do you actually do? And it's sort of hard to describe. So we thought, well, if we occasionally just share a day in the life, you'll get a sense of what the job is like. So as we just mentioned, Sarah, we picked a Tuesday, and that day for you started um, with you waking up at 5 a.m. Yes, I woke up at 5 a.m. thinking like, oh, God, the show and tell is today, and we have so much to do. So we should explain, first of all, what the network show and tell is. And at Fox, they call it a tone meeting. Uh, which for us is something different. That's the meeting that you have with a director about a script, but they call it a tone meeting. And it's basically where you and the director, it's really primarily the director, talks about the show. There are all kinds of visuals. You talk about the locations and wardrobe and music. And basically, it's a selling tool to get the network super excited about the show that you're about to shoot. And you always do it right before you start shooting. So if there's any like, we hate that location or what the hell are you doing with wardrobe? You know, so that they can kind of put the brakes on something or approve something. And that was this Tuesday that we picked. We should also mention that marketing comes to the show and tell so that they can get an idea of how to start marketing the show. So it's very important. So we did that. And then by the time I was done with just that kind of documenty stuff, Violet was up. And then we didn't have anything until 9 a.m. when we had our COVID tests. (laughs) Yes, we have to get COVID tests three times a week now that we're shooting. And this was not a pleasant COVID test. This was one that like really went all the way back in the brain. It was sort of stayed with us for a while and it made (laughs) us very cranky. Yes. Then at 9.30, uh, we talked to the writers about 109 and 110. Yes. And that was a patio session, wasn't it, on Tuesday? Yes. That was a patio, back patio session um, at my room. And it started raining in the middle of it, which was kind of exciting. Like, 
pouring down rain. That tropical rain that just like comes out of nowhere and it's like sheets and then it goes away. So then at 10.15, we went over the new one-liner for shooting the pilot in the second episode. And we should tell everybody what a one-liner is. A one-liner is a document that shows the shooting schedule for every day and every scene. So it'd be like, oh, day one, we're in this location shooting this scene, and then we move to this location and shoot these two scenes. And they do that for all of the days of shooting. And as the script changes or locations fall out or various things happen, the one-liner will change. So you kind of have to keep discussing it so that everybody knows what's coming up next and also so that we can make sure whatever rewriting we have to do on a script, we are not going to get caught with, oh, shoot, we already shot something we were supposed to rewrite. So we kind of constantly have to know what's shooting next. And in this case, we were looking at it specifically because there were scenes, there were days that were long Mm -hmm. and scenes that weren't fitting in. So we wanted to look at all the days and say, okay, this looks like a day where we could do more. This looks like a scene we could fit in on this day. If we change the location of this scene, would it help? And then we could put it someplace else. So it's sort of like a puzzle. Yeah. And the pieces at some point need to stop moving. But until it's all figured out, the pieces move around until they're kind of perfectly aligned, at least at least as well as they can be. And for anyone who doesn't know, um, you want your shoot day to be 12 hours, but often they end up being 14 hours, um, but they really can't be more than that for safety reasons. So if we have on the board a day where it's, say, scheduled for 20 hours, we know that we're going to have to cut stuff and get it moved elsewhere because we cannot shoot for 20 hours. People used to do that, and it was incredibly dangerous. So that is not something that needs to be done anymore. We love our job, but nobody needs to be doing anything dangerous. Yes. Okay, Liz. And then at 1030, and I have to say this was maybe my favorite part of the day, we sent an email about the quantity of food that we needed in a particular scene. In the pilot episode, we're telling a story about a woman who wants to eat. And so there's a scene where there's just so much food and we wanted to make sure that in the scene there would be enough food to really feel like a fantasy level amount of food and I will follow up with that and say we have since shot the scene and oh my god it was amazing beautiful 1040 we came up with podcast topics like this one (laughs) Um, At 11, we read the outline for 105 and talked about notes between the two of us about the on the outline. At 1230, we had a call with Diane Fraser, our manager, which was nice. We got to catch up with her. And then at 130, we had our practice show and tell where we (laughs) went through the whole show and tell, which I think we'd already done once the night before, but we had another practice show and tell where we debuted our wonderful intro that you finished writing in the morning. (laughs) Then we did our makeup for the show and tell. Very important. Also, yes, very, very. And then we did the real show and tell. Yeah, and that was at 3 o'clock. Yes, and it started fantastically until our internet went out. Liz started talking. (sighs) She, like, did the... I said my, like, three lines, and then (laughs) Liz started her paragraph and like 
four words in, we were just gone. And the funny thing is, I was so intense on my paragraph and getting it out right that I didn't even notice we were kicked off. You were like tapping me and I was like, what's going on? Why is she tapping me? I'm in my flow. And you were like, we got kicked off. And I was like, oh, whoops. So what? there were, I mean, a couple dozen people, I assume, at least. No, I think the, there were like 70-something people. Oh, yeah, there the were, a, okay, yes. I didn't look to see how many there were because I was nervous enough. But so say there were 70 people and then we just suddenly were gone. That was, you know, and then, of course, everyone started texting us like, you're gone, you're gone. We're and like, we, we know. You handled it much better than I did. I immediately flew into a panic, screaming. <laughs> um, you come, like, my internet would not reconnect. No, it would not. You were trying, like, the, the we have a hotspot in our room. We also have Hyatt Wi-Fi. Like, it just, nothing, nothing would yes. work. Of course. I mean, it was Finally, so classic. You realized that Kimberly, our assistance internet was working, so we used Kimberly's feed to do the rest of the presentation. Yes. So now I'm realizing we were Kimberly on the screen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. And I have to say, it went great. Like yes. that part, once we got back on, we took our deep breaths and yes. finished, and it was all good. And then the rest of the presentation was great. Our director, yes. Adam Kane, is absolutely phenomenal. And, you know, it could not have gone better or more smoothly. And it was beautiful. And uh, I mean, it, it was very exciting. That yes. was fun. Yes. Then once we were done with the show and tell and I calmed down, which took a good amount of time because <laughs> I was like, I had an adrenaline rush, the likes of which I haven't experienced um, for a long time. <laughs> we went back to working on notes on the 105 outline and figuring out our schedule for Wednesday, the next day. Yes. Every day at the end of the day, Kimberly sends out an email to the rest of the writing staff and says, you know, tomorrow we'll meet at this time. And so-and-so may be working on an outline, but everyone else should be in the writer's room and Liz and Sarah will either be there or come later, you know, all of that sort of information. So we did that and then separated probably around seven-ish. And then... And then after Violet went to sleep, we did our um, very common 10 p.m. work session on Sarah's patio. Because what we do is we wait for Violet to fall asleep and then we meet on your <laughs> patio. And um, that's a time we often have story sessions um, where we just talk about other episodes or sometimes we're doing rewriting, but it's a good time to talk about episodes because it's sort of quiet and we can just focus. So we did a late night patio session and that was a day in our life in Puerto Rico. Liz, I noticed you're saying, Puerto Rico. I am trying because a listener emailed us that we were saying Puerto Rico wrong. So I am trying to correct my pronunciation. So I will say that our um, line producer, Francis, says Puerto Rico when she's speaking in English. Oh, interesting. So I just decided that's, that's fine the... and that's how I'm going to say it. Okay. Well, I'm trying to pronounce it the other way, but please do email me and let me know what you think. How am I doing? <laughs> okay, Sarah, it is time for the craft and fame because writing is an art, but it's also a craft. And today we are talking about how an idea can be wrong until it's right. Nothing truer has ever been said about an idea. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's one of the 
most true and most frustrating things, I think, about being a television writer is that you can pitch something at 9.03 and it can be the totally wrong idea, but by the time other things have come into place and this and that has happened and some adjustment has been made in Act 3, by 9.07, it could be <sighs> a great fucking idea and you're like oh my god that's the thing but of course at that point someone else has pitched it and then yes. you know you don't get the credit or or it's like you can pitch it again and then it's like oh oh she's saying that again oh wait a minute you know what now it works like it's yeah. just a very strange phenomenon well and the funny thing is this could be happen in four minutes it could happen in four hours four days <laughs> four months Yes. Like literally someone will pitch something and everyone's like, oh, that's great. And someone else will say, but I pitched that three weeks ago and everybody hated yeah. it. And it's like, well, yeah, because that right then it wasn't the right idea. But I mean, now right. clearly it is. And yeah. we were all laughing about this because it happened the other day <laughs> because we had we had pitched a story, actually. And yes. one of yeah. the writers, Ben, was like, that's not a good <laughs> idea for this reason, that reason, the other reason. And we were like, oh, yeah, he's yeah, right. It's yeah. not. We talked about it. We go, Ben is right. We shouldn't do that story. Yeah, he, he's making really good points. OK, forget that story. Cut to like two weeks later, we're on my patio and Ben pitches the same idea and he said, he goes, and yes, I realized that I said this was the wrong idea of what we should do a couple of weeks ago. But now that it's my episode and I want to have it, I see that it's the right idea. And we all just laughed hysterically because we know that feeling so well. Yeah, and it is especially hilarious when someone like takes that like Ben did. So it's like, no, not now. That's not something we should do. But then when their episode rolls around, it's like the right thing. It, it's it's just so classic. But I mean, he was right. It was the right thing yes. to do and in, in his that, episode. Yes. And he was right about when it should be. So, <laughs> yeah. and I mean, I'm sure this is not the only profession, by the way, Sarah, this happens. And I'm sure everyone experiences some version of this. And we all are frustrated by it because, of course, we all want credit for every single one of our ideas that ends up being a good idea at some <laughs> point. But it's just the way it goes. So you have to, in, in television, really learn to let that roll off because if you try yeah. to claim credit like for everything, you'll just... One, it won't happen. And two, you'll just sort of end up looking like someone who has to like hold on to their good ideas. And you can't just be like, oh, it doesn't matter who gets credit. Well, and the other thing is it really is true that right. factors change. Yes. Something that really did not work can totally work later. So, yes. you know, uh, even later in the same episode, it's just... Right. Things evolve. And then once those factors change, you know, then it works. Yes. And sometimes you just need to live with something for a while. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And it's not just other professions. I think this is true in life. You know, three yeah. years ago, it would have been a terrible idea for me to move to Ojai, for example. Now it's a great idea. That's true. It was a wrong idea until it was the right idea. Until it was the right idea. It so is really this true. Is this is just a true thing about yes. writing and, and life. And life. Coming up, this week's Hollywood Hack is helping us stay healthy here in PR. But first, this break. 
Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, Liz, it's time for this week's Hollywood Hack. You said it's keeping us healthy. It's also keeping me from being a bright red crisp. <laughs> Sun hats. Yes. They are so essential to life here in Puerto Rico. You came to the pool earlier today without your hat, and you were like, all right, I'm going back. I got to oh, get yes. my hat. Have to have the hat. And Sarah, I posted a picture of us wearing our hats recently on Instagram, and so many people asked us, where did you get your hats? What kind of hats are those? Please tell us more about your hats that we decided clearly this needs to be a Hollywood hack because we are all in search of hats. And these in particular are sun hats we're talking about, not baseball hats. So Sarah, tell everybody about your sun hat. Okay, I have, and I've had this hat for years, and it still looks exactly the same as it did on the day I got it, which is amazing. I have a hat from the San Diego Hat Company. It's the Striped Sunbrim with Ribbon. It's $39 UPF 50, which for me is so important. And it's great because it's really light. You can literally like wad it up and throw it in your bag. And it always looks fantastic. And like I'll be in, in the pool with Violet and she'll splash me and it becomes just like a total flop. And then the next day it dries and it's perfect. And Sarah, I should mention, I have the exact same hat as you, but I did not bring it <laughs> yeah. because I thought we cannot be twins walking around in our matching sun hats. And I knew you would bring it. Well, and we also speak in unison a lot, which is yes. like, can you imagine us speaking in unison and matching hats? Oh it would be God. ridiculous. Beyond. <laughs> so I had to get another hat and our first day here at the uh, Hyatt Grand Reserve, we were in the resort gift shop and I found, I, we saw a hat and you said, that's a great hat. Cause I had just told you I need to buy a hat. And you said, that hat is a great hat. And I put it on and it was a great hat. And it's the <laughs> Wallaroo Hat Company. It's the Palmer is the style that I have. And I will say it was $70. So more expensive now, if you didn't buy it at a resort gift shop, it might be significantly less. True. But it is $70 well spent, Sarah. That hat is yeah. getting a lot of play here. Yes, and it looks so good. Like, you look very chic. Well, thank you. So if anybody wants to see our hats, go to my Instagram, at Liz Craft. Sarah's at S. Fain. And you will quickly find our hat photo. And that is it, Liz, for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. We love to hear from you. Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. 
Thanks for listening, and please subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you to our executive producer, the amazing Chuck Reed. Thanks to everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Check out the other Onward Project podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, and Do the Thing from Whole30's Melissa Urban. And check out the newest Onward Project podcast, Everything Happens with Kate Bowler. Get in touch. As I said, I'm on Instagram at Liz Craft and Sarah is at S. Fain. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join the conversation. Until next week, I'm Sarah Fain. And I'm Liz Craft. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. Chuck, can you hear Violet on her iPad (laughs) in the background? Yes, but I'll be cleaning it up as much as I can. This is the problem with recording in a hotel room, Sarah. I know, it is. She's as far away as she can get. From the Onward Project.